ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Sorry to keep you waiting, I was lost in the world. I had to get my mind right and ready for the What is up, everybody? You are now tuned into another episode of The Elite. I am your host, Mark G. Here are my co-host, Chad. Yo, what's up, everybody? And we got a very special guest in the building, host of Know It All Fantasy Football, Jerry. I got to get – your name is long. I got to get it right. Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Know-It-All Fantasy fantasy Football. Oh, excuse me. Jerry, the fantasy football know-it-all. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Thank you so much for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate man, you coming on, man. So we're definitely excited to have you on. So, let's get into it, man. How did, how did you get into podcasting, for one? Let's, let's just start there. How did you get into podcasting? Well, it's uh, rather than ha tell you the long and drawn out story, we'll go in cliff notes here. Uh, <laughs> for years and years, I've been into it. I started in college, uh, not to give away my age, but we did it with pen and paper and, and the, the uh, USA Today and all of that. So I played for years and years and we would talk about it around the office and we would talk if a couple of friends of, of mine and I were into it to such a degree that we would get everybody else involved in the office. Even the non-football fan would get involved because we talked about it so much. I started to give advice. Some of the advice paid off, some of it doesn't. You know, analysts are never, you know, it's kind of like the weatherman. We're wrong most of the time, but we hit on some things every once in a while. Right. I started giving people advice on a one-on-one -on -one coaching basis, and I did pretty well at it. So I started doing some projections, some things that looked like they panned out. They worked for me when I was running my own team. So two years ago, a buddy of mine and I launched the uh, Fantasy Football Project. Okay. It was a, a podcast similar to what I do. He had to bow out due to family obligations and things like that. So I was going to give it up. But my daughter actually convinced me to go back into it because I helped her with her fantasy team and she won her league last year. So, oh, wow. I, I, yeah, so, and I enjoy doing it. Oh, yeah. Should have found you a lot sooner. The last couple of years, my fantasy squads have just been in the toilet. And this is what I get for watching ESPN fantasy football. I've, I've been needing somebody. Right. <laughs> well, I'm happy to help, guys. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna need it, man. I am. I am down in the. I'm down in the toilet right now. So, well, what's your record? Can we can we turn it around? Oh, let's take a look. Oh, I gotta pull up the statue. I said. I said. I'm pulling mine up right now. <laughs> uh, I'm at a solid four and six right now. All right, so you got a chance still, right? Yeah, I, I'm winning a twenty-eight twenty-one right now. After uh, Chase Edmonds and DK Metcalf didn't do as much as I was hoping they would do last night, but uh, definitely did help out somewhat. Chad, are you in a uh, ESPN league? I am. Is Taysom Hill still on your waiver wire? Taysom Hill. Oh, let me. Yeah, actually, that's a that's a good option. You can start him at tight end, and he's going to be the starting quarterback this week for the Saints. Oh, I definitely – okay, I'm doing that right now because I definitely need that. <laughs> oh, man. Tight end eligibility, my friend. Okay. That's awesome. I would have never, right? ever even thought about that. Look, I'm checking to see if he's available in my league now. Oh. Yeah, because I have, I have Lamar Jackson right now, but, of course, you know, with Drew Brees on IR, I'm kind of down one quarterback. Is Superflex with two quarterbacks or? No, so we're running uh, one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, a tight end, a flex, your your defensive special teams, and then your kicker. Okay. Yeah, similar to what we have, standard yeah. ESPN. Who is your tight end, out of curiosity? Uh, for the most part this year, it's just been Evan Ingram. I haven't really uh, – I kind of – I uh, missed a, I missed an opportunity to get a few people, but, of course, people have been getting injured. You know, Hurt, uh, Zach sure. Hurts got injured. Uh, Goddard got injured, so I've had to drop a lot of people off my roster. So it's picking up people to kind of fill in the spots. Understood. 
Yeah, tro- try to throw Taysom Hill in there. You'll get quarterback production out of the tight end. I'm definitely excited about that. And hopefully hopefully Calvin Ridley stays healthy for this game. I really need him to produce as well. I have him as well on two of my teams. So I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, Marcus? How you looking over there? Uh, my my record is absolutely awful this year. It is – I'm 2-8. and eight. And the sad part is my starting lineup is, well, Pat Mahomes. I had Michael Thomas, but I put him on the bench. Smith-Schuster, Mark Andrews, Chris Carson is hurt. I got Jared Cook, Mozart's on IR. Oh, you got decimated by injuries. Injuries Uh, took your season. Pretty much. Yep. That's definitely how it looks for a lot of people playing fantasy this year, man. What do you you think about that, Jerry? How do you think injuries have plagued the league? It's been interesting, to say the least. There's been more than he sent. Michael Thomas is a, a classic example of that. You know, uh, you guys mentioned how Michael Thomas was on uh, on one of your rosters. It's Michael Thomas was hurt, came back, got hurt again. What's happening is they didn't condition for so long because COVID was a lockdown. They couldn't practice together. They couldn't work out together. Mm-hmm. The NFL was steadfast in launching the season on time that leads into these soft tissue injuries lingering and producing other injuries because they're just not in the shape they're used to being in this time of year. Same thing with like kind of Christian McCaffrey, you know, he came out that ankle injury and then came right back for that shoulder injury. Right. Right. So. And, and yep. And, and it's happened all over the NFL this year. Now I know, I know, I know a huge thing for a lot of fantasy guys uh, with Nick Chubb being back. I mean, how, how well do you think he's going to produce the second half of the season? Is he going to, I do. I think he's going to be a top five running back rest end of season from here on in. Um, I I do like Kareem Hunt there, but I think that Cleveland is a run first team now and they can support the two running back system. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Especially, you know, with, with all the problems that Kareem Hunt had, you know, outside of the league and then him coming back and doing what he's been doing is actually, it's really surprised me in the least. It it was a, a hot tick early in the season well before the season started that Kareem Hunt would have more fantasy value than Nick Chubb now that was barring injury I wasn't I obviously couldn't foresee Nick Chubb getting hurt Mm -hmm. I just thought that Kareem Hunt was super talented I just kind of thought that he would eventually be the top back in the offense that didn't pan out that way it's Chubb's backfield I believe but Kareem Hunt is super talented, and if, if Cleveland doesn't hang on to him, he will find a home somewhere else. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so one little side note. Uh, for a lot of people that don't know fantasy football, is it, is it, a, number, is it a numbers game? Is it strategic? Uh, what do a lot of people need to do to kind of start off in fantasy? If I can give a newbie two pieces of advice, one would be don't take a quarterback until the late rounds of the draft. Okay. The other – would be don't construct your starting roster, build your skilled positions, your, your running backs, backs that are on IR. This season is a little bit different because you have the COVID and you have the rash of injuries. But every year, the running backs get depleted to the point where you're starting a third and fourth string running back sometime in the middle of the season, bye weeks, for example, or whatever. If mm-hmm. you build your team running back heavy, and wide receiver heavy, you can stream the other positions and be successful. That's true. I definitely needed that for myself. Whew, right. I ain't even gonna lie. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, Yo, I need to go get a notebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, go ahead, Marcus. Jacob. Uh, as far as fantasy football goes. Any players that kind of shocked you this year as far as their fantasy out, their fantasy points goes this year? Shocking this year? Uh, low or high, or you want me to give you a little bit of both? A little bit of both. A little bit of both. All right. Well, surprisingly high for me was Kyler Murray out in Arizona. I, I knew he would do well. I didn't number one, and depending on format now, he's either number one or number two quarterback in fantasy, even though he had an off week this week. 
Russell Wilson is another quarterback that surprised me on that end of things. So they're letting him throw the football, and you know he was averaging four or five touchdowns a game for a good stretch there. Right. Now on the lower end of things, I mean there there are injuries too, but James Connor in Pittsburgh, I thought he would have a much bigger role on a team that's nine and zero, and me being a big Steeler fan, they're they're not using him the way that. I thought they would. You're, you're winning games big. They, they were winning big last week against Cincinnati. They weren't running the football. Roethlisberger was still throwing it, which was mm-hmm. interesting given the fact that Connor has been the workhorse there. And, and you would have thought that he would be somewhere in the top 10 among running backs. Picking up on Pittsburgh really quick, how did um, that three touchdown game at a Chase Claypool, like how, how big of a mind blow did that thing kind of give you? it coming um now i did an article on on claypool um early in in spring spring training now i'm in a baseball frame of mind (laughs) in in training camp and joe hayden gave him a compliment saying that he was impossible to cover but they weren't using him early in the season it was Mm -hmm. a deontay johnson and mix of 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 juju smith schuster and that uh combination but when he exploded onto the scene you really saw what he brought to the table with strength with speed, just the ability to outmaneuver and, and catch the football and put his footwork down. His footwork was tremendous. That's the thing that caught my eye in, in that game particularly. Mm-hmm. Now, do you, do you see him being a, a long-time two receiver and then maybe into the one receiver, or do you kind of see him staying where he's at now? If he stays in Pittsburgh, it's going to be a one-two with him and Deontay Johnson. They're both young, but they're different receivers. Deontay Johnson is very much built like Antonio Brown. So he's that type of receiver, uh, smaller, more versatile. But Mm -hmm. Chase Claypool is somebody that can dominate a game like Des Bryant used to be able to do uh, years ago. That type of receiver, a big guy that can muscle his way around. So, yeah, to answer your question more directly, I think he can be the number one for Pittsburgh uh, moving forward. It's good to hear for a lot of people. This was a lot of people. Like I have him on my fantasy team, you know, after his, after his numbers, when he finally started getting the ball, I was definitely shocked. So I had to grab. And he's, he's, he's produced really well for me. Yeah, and he will continue to do so, I believe. I know you mentioned Taysom Hill earlier. Are there any other players going into this weekend that you would recommend picking up or starting? Absolutely. Um, Alex Smith is somebody that I would absolutely a thousand percent start. He almost had 400 yards passing and 60 pass attempts last week. They're going to pass again this week. Washington, they run the football, sure, but they're not going to win running the football. They're usually going to play catch up. He's going to be throwing the football and he's looked really, really good. If you're in a bye week or if you have Josh Allen is off, for example, if you're a Josh Allen owner and you need to stream a quarterback, you could do a lot worse than Alex Smith moving forward, um, especially just for this week, because you're going to start Josh Allen down the stretch. Mm-hmm. There, there's also, and I don't normally advise doing this, but if you're a playoff team, they play the Giants and the Jets in weeks 15 and 16. Those are your championship weekends. If, you're, if you have a defense playing against the Jets in, in when you're in your championship game, you're in good shape. Hey, I think this is some really good advice coming out, man. I, I have definitely been needing this for a long time. Like I said, um, I know, right? Um, a few things, Jerry, just really quick, man. If you want to give the fans, what's been your best fantasy year? Points-wise, championship-wise, record-wise, what's been your best? Oh, easy. Uh, 2017. And I'll, I'll explain the, the, the philosophy behind it. I had uh, – I don't remember if I picked third or fourth at, that year, but Antonio Brown was my first draft pick. Mm-hmm. If you remember back a few years ago, people were down on Todd Gurley and they were down on DeAndre Hopkins. Well, I s- snagged them both. So my core that year was Gurley, who was the number one fantasy player that was a non-quarterback. And then Antonio Brown was the overall 
uh, wide receiver one, and DeAndre Hopkins was the wide receiver two or three that year. That was the nucleus of my team. Every week I was scoring 150, 160, started out 5-0. and I ended up losing a couple of games, but in the end, I won what I call my flagship league. It's the league that I've been in for almost a decade now, mm-hmm. and um, that was easily my best year. That's awesome, man. I, I think my best. I think this is my best year so far. Four and six. I ain't even gonna lie. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, I went several years in the early or mid to late two thousands, roughly around the same thing. Three and ten, I finished. I was out of the playoffs, and then finally, I started getting into it more, doing some more research, listening to myself as opposed to listening to other people, and that's kind of what got me propelled to. Um, being somewhat successful mm-hmm. running your own show you, i would definitely say that's a success <laughs> but what you got mark you got anything for him um, regarding fantasy football no but we're definitely about to get into some real some real life football debates now Jerry, all right bring it on <laughs> all right Jay, you said you were a pittsburgh fan correct I am diehard. Do you think it is possible for y'all to go 16 and 0? Yes. Well, possible, yes. Probable, no. Um, their schedule is very, very thin as far as it, it's an easy schedule down the stretch. Jacksonville coming up, um, you know, Cleveland. But there is a Baltimore game on Thanksgiving. Yes, and that's where I'm looking at. I, I think my gut's telling me we lose that game. Um, I'm a Ravens fan, so my gut is also telling me that you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, pardon me while I hang up. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> but I really do believe that that you guys are going to be going to be the one loss, at least the first loss. So a, a follow up question to that, Jerry: Do you want them sure. to go 16 and 0? That is a really good question. And I've gone back and forth on this because the added pressure, I don't, I think it would be something special. So I guess I would welcome the opportunity to sit at a, at a Super Bowl game or even in a playoff game with that opportunity. I never thought I would see that in my lifetime. This is the best start, obviously, they've ever had. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think I would. I really do. I, I really think I would. Because like I think if I remember right, I saw a, a little snippet of Ben Roethlisberger's um, interview he had, where he said the goal isn't to go undefeated; the goal is just to win a Super Bowl. So where where does that mentality kind of fall into line as far as leadership? I think that that is the the best way to do it. It's the only way to really look at it because the goal is to win the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? Um, Teams have won at nine and seven going into the playoff. Um, so at the end of the day, it's all about the Lombardi trophy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I like that mentality. Um, you know, as much as I sit here and say, you know, it's, it'd be special to sit there with a chance to go 18 and 0 or 19 and 0. I would much rather they lose the next three, four games and then get hot in the playoffs, run the table and, and win the championship. So I like that way of thinking. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I, I thought the same thing, you know, I, I think, you know, as, as a leader for Ben Roethlisberger, it definitely showed like where he, where he was mentally after the, you know, the shoulder injury and everything he had last year, right. um, you know, coming back, I don't think he was expecting to be undefeated at this point. Um, Cause you know, a lot oh, of people gosh, had a, no. yeah, like a lot, a lot of people were worried about how his shoulder was going to fare in the league, you know, with a lot of heavy hitters. Uh, was he going to be hit a lot? Was the defensive, was the offensive line going to be able to hold up well enough? Was the defense going to be able to hold up well enough? Um, so that, in my eyes, that shows like true leadership. Of I, uh, these other things are just happening. Yep, and that's the maturity of somebody like a Ben Roethlisberger that has been in the league for as long as he has. Mm-hmm. Follow-up question. Who do you think – do you think your Pittsburgh Steelers present the biggest threat to Kansas City, or do you think it's another team in the AFC? 
hit me with tough questions here. <laughs> Love it. <Play> no games. <laughs> no, that that's good. I, I think our defense can stop any quarterback, and that includes Patrick Mahomes. Oh. Um, I think the secondary can really contain those wide receivers. Kelsey would worry me, especially that we lost Devin Bush for the year. You, yeah. you got mm-hmm. that big presence in the middle of the field. That's a huge loss. Uh, Kelsey would scare me a little bit. I look around the AFC. There are really good teams. I, I mean, the, the Colts are good. Of course, you have the maybe the Bills. Even the Titans with Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry can take over a game if he runs over the defense. Keep yeah. Patrick Mahomes off the field. But overall, I think the way that our defense is playing, I'd have to say that we would give them a run for their money, especially if we can secure home field. I know crowds aren't as big of a, a, a deal this year, I guess. But still, Arrowhead is a tough place to play regardless. Yeah. Weather conditions and all, Arrowhead is no easy place to play at. Exactly. Right, focus a little bit on our division. Follow another follow-up question about your Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, the Cleveland Browns. When y'all play them, do you think they would be a legitimate threat to say ex- expose the Steelers? Say y'all don't say y'all don't lose against us, Baltimore, and when y'all get to Cleveland, y'all are still un- undefeated. Do you think they would be a legitimate threat to give y'all a run for the money, even though they are six and three? I do. I do. Any divisional team, even the Bengals. I was a little worried and leery of that Bengals game. I I know it turned out a little bit different, but yeah, the Browns, especially if they have all their pieces in place. Now I know they lost Beckham for the year. So their, their passing game isn't there, but that's not their forte. If they have a healthy Nick Chubb and a healthy hunt, I think that they can take over the game. So yeah, that, you have to be skeptical this time of year, especially divisional games. So, yeah, I do. I believe that they do pose a threat. So I think I think that's the first person that's ever said Cleveland poses a threat this year. Right. Uh, <laughs> you heard it here first. Yep. It, it could be the skeptic in me. You know, it, it, there, I'm always waiting for the other. Obviously, I'm a positive fan. I do believe we can win a Super Bowl. But I've been on the other side of the equation, too, where I, I, my only time in Three Rivers Stadium back before they built Heinz Field was against Tim Couch and the Cleveland Browns. And wouldn't you know it, they won 16-13. to 13. So, yeah, I could be skeptical sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I am, a, as Chad mentioned earlier, the first to ever say that Cleveland is a legitimate threat to anybody on our show. Um, I am a, <laughs> Baker Mayfield is not their quarterback. He has ample weapons, even though they are six and three. He's he's no slouch. He's not a scrub, but I do not think he is their quarterback of the future. There have been talks in Cleveland about possibly starting to look for another quarterback in the future uh, in a draft, this upcoming draft or maybe seasons four. Is that something you agree with? Do you think Cleveland needs to stick with uh, Baker Mayfield for the future or start looking? No, I don't think Baker Mayfield is a franchise quarterback. I didn't think so coming out of college. In that draft class, Josh Allen was the guy that I like the best out of all of those, at least the top 10 draft picks or so. I know Lamar Jackson would have something to say about that getting picked later on by your team, but – uh, no, I don't believe Baker Mayfield is a franchise quarterback. So we're on the same page there. There's- we are 100%. <laughs> no disagreement there. Um, trying to think. I, I, I had a question in my head. I lost it. Oh, um, so so we, we like to – we kind of like to give like way early Super Bowl predictions. Uh, it's not really like a hot seat question, but we do just kind of like to chat, you know, who you think is going to go to the to the house with the Lombardi trophy. Um, since we're kind of like the – I mean, we're a little bit past the midway point, but who, who do you think has the best shot out of the NFC and the AFC to get to the ship? I'm going with Kansas City because I'm not going to jinx my squad. So I'll take that. <laughs> well, let me give you a little. I'm not even just doing that. I really do think that, that they're the complete team, right? 
and they were there last year. And they're, it's not like they're six and three. True. The Raiders. So they're right. They're just as good. I think Kansas City wins. They go in the NFC. Now that's an interesting situation. I'm I was going with the Saints, but now that's kind of I'm not. It's not looking like it. So Green Bay Packers. Oh wow, Packers. That is, I say that that is the second person to take the Packers to the Super Bowl this year. Yep, Green Bay Packers against the Chiefs in a rematch of Super Bowl One. Oh, Ooh, wow. that would be awesome to see. That would be. Now, following up on the Packers really quick, uh, a lot of people have came on the show saying that Aaron Rodgers has the best chance at winning MVP. Do you see it that way, or do you see somebody else? Oh, no, absolutely not. I think he's having a great year, don't get me wrong. But I think that Kyler Murray has a good chance of it as well because you look at what he's done this year, and and you don't know what's going to happen. But – Aaron Rodgers has a good chance, but I don't think it's a, it, it's a foregone conclusion. I don't think you just etch it in stone and let it let it go. Because Devontae Adams is really having a great year out there too, and you can almost say that he deserves it as much as Rodgers does. Mm-hmm. Now, do you do you see somebody non quarterback that has a chance to win it? This is where I stump a lot of people because I'm going to give yeah, you – Yeah, no, it's, I like it, though. <laughs> I like it, though. You give me, me a chance to think. Yes, Dalvin Cook. That, okay, I can see that happening. I'm not he, has, he, I see he has had a fantastic year, uh, especially battling injuries. You know, that is definitely probably for, – for like a non-quarterback, I can see it happening. I mean, that's, not, that's the one that comes to mind for me. I say, if not him, um, I have to see. I have to look. I really don't. I would say I had another person, but I really don't. Like, Well, look at the running back landscape, right? You have Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara as really the only two starting running backs that are still healthy and able to perform. That's true. That, you know, I mean, Zeke has been quote unquote healthy, but he has had a down year. We can all agree that Ezekiel Elliott's not what he used to be. Um, And and we don't know if that's wear and tear or if it's Dak getting hurt or whatever. No other running back really pops off the page. And aside from Devontae Adams, I don't see a wide receiver that can claim that either. Not even anybody who's like DeAndre Hopkins or anything like that? Hopkins has had some bad games. Look at look at this week uh, that just passed. That was supposed to be a prime matchup for him against a terrible defense. Mm-hmm. Right, there's been a couple of games where DeAndre Hopkins has been a no – can't say he hasn't been a no-show, but they the defense did their thing and kept him limited. Absolutely. They did their job. Yeah, they did what they were supposed to do. And me personally, now – I do have Kansas City getting to the Super Bowl. Um, your Pittsburgh Steelers would be the number two pick to get to the Super Bowl out of the AFC for me. Um, as far as the NFC goes, it's between Seattle and Green Bay. Um, to tell you the truth, it's, those are the two teams I'm rocking back and forth between. Uh, there's nobody else, not even Tampa Bay. Um, there's this, The Saints had Tampa Bay's number. And that just goes to show, to me, that just goes to show they're not ready to take on somebody like an Aaron Rodgers or a, or a Russell Wilson. Because Drew Brees is a statue in the pocket. And they couldn't get to him in time, and he's not a mobile target. So That's true. Yeah. So I can't, I don't trust Tampa. And then Arizona is my dark horse, I will say that. As far as the final Our course team, when you have a quarterback playing like that. Say that again? I'm sorry. Oh, all I said was um, that's not a bad dark horse team when you have a quarterback playing at that level. Right. We have to see. I'm curious to see how he goes for the rest of the season. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys saw the game last night, but it seemed as he, uh, at, in about the third quarter, I think, he took a sack and he landed on one of his shoulders wrong. I think it was his uh, left shoulder. And – 
he wasn't right ever since. So that I feel like that's going to play a factor going into the future. Hopefully, yeah, I was reading about that this morning. Yeah, hopefully it's something minor because uh, he's a great player. He's fun to watch. Um, but Arizona, if he can get healthy, they'll still be my dark horse. But final two, Kansas City and Green Bay. But Green Bay takes it. Green Bay definitely. So we're on the same page entirely about the Super Bowl, huh? Yep. Interesting. I, th- I think we all are, honestly. See, I've had the, I've had the Seahawks running um, the entire way, but looking at it, you know, over the last couple of weeks, there is hard, and it kind of shows that they're not the legion of boom that they used to be. And with and with how talented Aaron Rodgers is and how versatile his wide receivers are, they can pick that defense apart with ease. So it's one of those things where, like, I had Seattle going, but I have now reversed it, switched it back to Green Bay, and of course, I still got Kansas City going because I don't I don't see anybody stopping them anytime soon. Agreed. Can't can't disagree with anything you said, and I did just to piggyback on what you just said. I did like Seattle for a good stretch of the early part of the season to be the mm-hmm. NFC uh, entrant. But like you, I've seen a lot of chips in that defense, and the defense wasn't that great to begin with. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they can uh, – they're, they're not going to stop an Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Oh, man. This has been fun. Thanks again for having me on, guys. This this has been a blast. Absolutely, we we definitely appreciate you coming on, man. Because definitely, we definitely like you know the sharing of wisdom uh, that you've brought upon us. Right. um, Yeah, I definitely got to get my fans. It could be foolishness. We'll see. We'll see what Taysom Hill looks like for all of us. (laughs) Hey, as long as it's not Jameis Winston starting down there, I'm okay. That's true. And and (laughs) as long as you get six points out of your tight end position, you should be okay. I'm sorry. Um, Marcus, do you want to ask the other question that we had? So, so we, we don't know how much of a fantasy that you do, but do, do you see any other sports that are worth doing a fantasy league? Well, yes. Um, now, there, there are two ways that I can answer it. I do have a fantasy baseball team. that I, It's a keeper league that I do. I've been doing it for about four years now. I had zero interest in baseball. I had lost interest in baseball when I moved down here to the Carolinas from, uh, I was from Connecticut. I was a Yankee fan. I still am. I've gotten back into it. So it's fun. I think the NBA is really, really a, a, a great fantasy outlet because it's, it's, but it's every day. You have to set your lineup almost every single day of the week. And unless you have that kind of dedication, it's hard to do. That's why I've never done it. But it's certainly worth doing if you're a basketball fan. But baseball is what I would tell you because you set your teams once a week just like you would in, in – uh, you do in the NFL. It's a rotisserie type. You asked me earlier if it was stat-based uh, football. Mm-hmm. Football's more head-to-head. Baseball's more of a what your player did over the course of the period, which is usually Monday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then you just rotate your guys in and out. So baseball would be my uh, answer to your question. And see, I, I grew up loving baseball. I played it for 16 years. So that, that I'm definitely, I've never done one, but I'm definitely excited to kind of look into one this coming up season. Well, I'll have to look you up if we need uh we, we tend to always need an extra person because somebody drops out. So I'll keep you in mind. Hey, I'm always there. Absolutely. <laughs> Go ahead, Marcus. I know you want to get to this hot seat question. Well, I'm going to ask him the last question before I get uh, oh, good. to the hot seat. Uh, I sent you a topic list earlier today, and I need to know your dream football team, that skill position. All right. Now, how skill positions, how many running backs do I get? Is it going to be like a fantasy roster, or do I get just one running back? Just a big three. One running back, one receiver, one quarterback. Okay. All right. Sure. Well, <laughs> We're going <laughs> to – we'll start with quarterback, I guess. Okay. Go ahead. All right. I'm going with Dan Marino. I watched him play. I, I think that overall Dan Marino was the best I ever saw throw the football from a pure throwing standpoint. Absolutely. 
Running back, my man Barry Sanders. You're you're never going to change my mind that that guy wasn't the best that ever played the football played the game of football. Um, now, wide receivers a little tricky. Is they you know um, you have some guys that are playing now or that have played over the past decade that are really good, and then you had guys back in the day who were uh, tremendous, tremendous athletes, but. If I don't go with Jerry Rice, I, I feel like I'll be buzzed right off the show. <laughs> Again, somebody I, somebody I grew up watching. So Jerry Rice, Barry Sanders, Dan Marino. We, we, would, have, we would have also accepted Randy Moss. Randy Moss would also have been a good example. Yeah, Randy Moss is actually very good, and, and I liked him a lot. He was on my fantasy teams when he was just a rookie, when he was back playing with uh, um, Chris Carter in uh, Minnesota. Minnesota, yep. That was a that was a great duo. <laughs> yes, it was. They should have was a lot more. So. They definitely should have. It's just they had a they had a struggle at quarterback, and that that's what kind of uh, gave them not the glory that they wanted. Yeah, that was the Dante Culpepper years, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he was and he was battling injuries. He was battling personal issues. So yeah. Um, I, I got, I, I I got one really quick for you. Since, since you're a, since you're a Pittsburgh fan, give me, give me your top five best Steeler players all time. Any position, any position. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to give you any offensive players. Um, <laughs> Jack Lambert. Okay. Mean Joe Green. One and two. Absolutely. Troy Palomalu, three. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back. You are now tuned into the Elite. We are still here with our special guest, Jerry. Chad is still back with us. Uh, How's it going? We experienced some technical difficulties there. but uh, Jerry, you were in the middle of listing your top five Steelers of all time. You want me to pick it up? I was. So I can recap real quick. It was Joe Green, Jack Lambert, and Troy Palomalu. Now I will flip over to the offense because what would the steel what would the Steelers be, honestly, without Terry Bradshaw winning four Super Bowls at quarterback? And Absolutely. then I have to go have to go with my man Ben. So big Ben Roethlisberger is my fifth. Oh wow. Hey, I'm not mad at that list at all. You can't be mad. I mean, no. <laughs> he literally named a million other players, and you really couldn't get mad at him because almost all of the Pittsburgh Steelers players are almost all of famous. So, absolutely. So, all right. Um, I got I got the list pulled up here. Uh, Jerry, we're just gonna swing into uh, this come this week's games. You know, Sundays and Mondays game. Uh, I'm going to roll down this list. We're going to kind of go break down these games, kind of see who's going to be winning which uh, which games this week so we can kind of get fantasy going for everybody. Um, first game, we got Philadelphia at Cleveland. Philadelphia has very little offense. And I mentioned earlier I like the Cleveland Browns defense. They've come on of, of late. Um, I like Cleveland in the game and not much more I could say other than I don't like, I don't, I don't like Philly's offense. And a lot of it has to do with, they've been decimated all year. They haven't had too much in the way of wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz, I think is overrated anyway, but even more than that, he has had no weapons. Both of his tight ends uh, were on the shelf. Miles Sanders is playing hurt. His wide receiver core is decimated, and I don't think that changes against Cleveland. I like Cleveland. Um, before uh, before we get into the next game, just really quick, Jerry, I just got to know, do you think the Eagles should start looking past Carson Wentz since you think he's overrated? I'm just asking out of curiosity. I'm surprised they haven't used them more. Is is I mean, you, you, Jalen Hurts is who you said, right? Well, not just Jalen Hurts, but like any other quarterback, because oh. there's still talks in Philly about him not being the answer, but that's a discussion for another day. I got you. Um, I don't know what else you can do. I don't know if there's anybody else you can start there. I would have liked to have seen what Jalen Hurts could do a little bit more. They just never use him. 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm, we're in agreement there. I, I, I say, I, I say we, we've all talked about this, uh, whether Carson Wentz should be either, you know, get shipped out within the next year or two. You know, we, he just signed that big deal. You know, but looking at it, man, he – what we say, Marcus? He was getting paid, like, what, $40 million a year to be a mediocre quarterback? Yeah, like some, something like that. He didn't make yeah. too much to keep playing the way he is. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so that's, that's all I that's all I was curious about as far as the Eagles go. Who who you got this week, Marcus? Philadelphia, Cleveland. Cleveland. I got Cleveland. Jerry. I say I, I I have Cleveland as well. <laughs> I know, like like Jerry said, the Philly's been decimated by injuries. Carson Wentz is just underperformed, completely underperformed to any everybody's expectations. Um, and Cleveland is six at six and three. Who um who's at home? I can, Cleveland is. It's a Cle- yeah, Cleveland's at home. And Cleveland's at home, so yeah, Cleveland definitely. All right. Uh, moving into the second game, guys, we got Atlanta versus New Orleans. New Orleans. Even with Taysom Hill at quarterback, I don't. I still don't trust Atlanta. They're going to find a way to lose. <laughs> I like Atlanta. I, upset. I, really, I say I I have New Orleans. Um, I think Taysom Hill can definitely bring that Wildcat package into a big effect with how they're running. Um, I think him and Alvin Kamara are kind of just going to run over that defense like no other. Um, it's all right. We got Jerry with the upset. Got it. Uh, next game, we got Cincinnati versus Washington. I like Washington. Washington. I think Alex Smith has a huge game. I'm actually going on the opposite end of the fence on this one. I'm going Cincinnati. Um, I've been liking what I'm seeing from Joe Burrow this year. Um, just a few more plays here and there, and they what – what is Cincinnati's record? I'm sorry. Uh, two, two, six, and one, and they've been or two, seven, and one. One of those two. Uh, outside of what I think the Pittsburgh game where they got blown out, um, they they've been competitive, and he's still developing. And plus, Washington's defense is it's it's an okay defense that some people say it's elite. I I don't agree. They. So I, I got Cincinnati in this one. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go along with Jerry on this one. I'm taking Alex Smith this week. I, you know, after that, almost he went through 390 yards uh, last week. You know, he didn't have any touchdowns or anything, but he looked he looked really well. Uh, he just happened to lose to that last second field goal from Matt Prater up in Detroit. So I, I definitely see him bouncing back and definitely becoming a better quarterback uh, where he used to be in his caliber. Agreed. Uh, fourth game, we got Detroit versus Carolina. Do we know who the starting quarterback is for the Carolina Panthers? Um, Bridgewater's as, hurt. I say as of right now, I do. There, uh, Will Greer and PJ Walker are both taking first uh, starter, you know, snaps. But uh, probably at the end of the game, I think, or the end of the Detroit. I'm sorry, Chad, you broke up. Who did you say Carolina could possibly be starting? P.J. Walker, the guy from the uh, X, yeah, from the XFL. I'm going to go with Jerry on this one, Detroit. I, I know. I, I am a Rams fan. I'm wearing a Panthers hat just because, you know, I, I live here. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm also taking Detroit. You know, it's, it's one of those things. Detroit has shown a lot of um, kind of surprises this year. Um, and with Adrian Peterson in the backfield and DeAndre Swift coming out, it, it's definitely been a good season for them, you know, better than what you've kind of seen from them in the last two years. Um, so I definitely see Detroit taking the win here. Um, going into the next game, of course, it's Jerry's Pittsburgh Steelers versus Jacksonville. Well, you know where I'm going with this one. <laughs> Yes, thumb injury. Okay, so that's actually because I was I was watching the game last week against Green Bay, and I was like, "Who is the quarterback?" I like I didn't I've never heard of the dude. I was like I saw number six. I was like, "Who?" That's not Gardner Mitchell. What What happened? <laughs> 
No, he looks good too, Jake Luton. Look looked pretty good. Uh yeah. thumb injury for Minchu is questionable for this game. Okay. But I'm still taking Pittsburgh regardless. We now have Marcus's Baltimore Ravens. They are there. Yeah, they're hosting the Tennessee Titans. I like the Ravens. I like the Ravens in this game. I like Lamar Jackson in this game a lot. Tennessee can't defend the quarterback position at all. No. I I want to pick Baltimore, but I'm uh I have some reserves about Derrick Henry doing what he did to us last year. So I'm still going to rock with Baltimore. I think Lamar has a big game. I think they get back on track. They've been on a skid lately. I think they get back on track with this game and bounce back with a win over Tennessee. Won't be by much, but they'll they'll fight tooth and nail and get the win in there. I, th- I think after that loss in the absolute worst downpour I've ever seen a game even be played in last week against New England, <laughs> uh, I, th- I, think, I think Baltimore does bounce back heavy and definitely uh, – definitely shows us the caliber team that they're meant to be. Great. New England at Houston. New England. Wow. That's oh. – okay, do we have to pick a winner? Can we pick a tie? <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Yeah, I have to go with New England as well, actually. I said I'm also taking New England. Cam Newton hasn't looked the very best this year, but uh, he is definitely kind of picking up the slack that he has let Carolina down with um, over the last two years. I mean, he's not going to be back to where he was, I I think, since 2015 uh, with all the injuries he's had. Uh, But he is kind of showing some life uh, with the new offense and new coaches and everything. Yeah, agreed. Can we start a petition really quick? I want Deshaun Watson – to go somewhere else in Houston. I, his career is going to waste I will, away down there in Houston. I, will, I, will I sign, agree. I will he's sign my name better. a thousand times. <laughs> yeah. <he's> <laughs> he, he definitely does. And, and with God, Bill O'Brien just blowing that though. team up. I know what I'm saying, but he just blew that team up by getting rid of DeAndre Hopkins. Still yeah. Like, you know, I mean, 100%. He got, a, he got a beat up running back that can't make it through the season. So there you go. Yeah. Just for the best wide receiver in football. Mm. Uh, so that was it for the, the one o'clock games. Uh, moving into the you know the afternoon games. First game we got Miami at Denver. Um, Miami. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Miami on this one. I don't. To tell you the truth, is Drew Drew Lock is the uh, Denver Broncos starting quarterback, right? He is. He is. Yeah. Back from in, he is back from injury. He got injured again. Oh. For what it's worth, he's questionable. They expect him to start. He looked awful. No, he did look awful. I ain't gonna lie. I didn't like him coming out of the draft to tell you the truth. So I'm gonna go with Miami with two, who surprisingly has looked pretty good so far this season. But... I was surprised as well with his last uh, the the last performance. Mm-hmm. I think it continues. So Miami. I'm also taking Miami as well. Uh, after that, we got – I mean, this is just a one-sided – Pass. <laughs> I mean, I know we're all we're all in agreement here. Justin Herbert's going to make an absolute – you know, they're going to take the Jets and just kind of mop the grass with them. It's going to be cool. You froze when you were saying the game. So I'm oh, my bad. Yeah, Jet, Jets at Chargers. Justin Herbert's going to act like he's playing NCAA football. <laughs> I agree with you. I, I have him ranked inside the top three this, this week at quarterback. The, yeah, in yeah. Fantasy, of course, but either, yeah, either yeah. way, you get the point. Now, uh, I think with America's Game of the Week, uh, I think this is America's Game of the Week, but it's Green Bay at Indianapolis. Green Bay. That is a good one. Green Bay, yes, I agree with Marcus. I'm also taking Green Bay, but that is going to be probably one of the, I think, toughest games that Green Bay faces this year. Uh, st- well, I mean, you know, besides later on in the year, but. Well, no, uh, I, um, my bad. Go ahead. Continue. I'll get to it in a second. Well, I mean, the way the way it looks, man, Phillip Rivers surprisingly has shown no fatigue. I think he is – I mean, besides that, you know, trip and fall backwards that he had on that pick six that he let go by. Um, but <laughs> besides, besides that, 
<laughs> besides that, um, they, they are really looking good, man. And I, I think it's going to be a tough game for Aaron Rodgers, but I still got Green Bay coming out on top. Absolutely. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has looked too good this year. Um, Green, I give Indianapolis uh, defense credit. They have looked pretty good this year. I'm not disappointed in what I'm seeing from them. Phil Rivers ha- has looked good, but um, there's been too many times that Philip Rivers has thrown, literally thrown the game away. I don't trust yep. him. And I don't think – and when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, last thing you want to do is get in a shootout, and I think that's what's going to happen. That's what the Colts are banking on, and that's still not something they want to do. Uh, Green Bay. Yep. Um, after that, we got Dallas at Minnesota. It, what's the record for rushing yards in the game? <laughs> <laughs> you think Dalvin Cook breaks it? Uh, Dalvin Cook's going to go nuts. That, that Dallas, I'm not a Cowboys fan. I'm not an advocate for the Cowboys in any way, shape, or form. But, I don't either. But, I, think, I, think, I think anybody here is. The, the, the eye test doesn't lie. They, their defense is horrible. They can't get it together on offense. It's, it's just, nah, Dalvin Cook is going to go crazy. Minnesota. I agree. I say I'm also taking Minnesota. I think Dalvin Cook bounces back from last week and definitely has a huge game. Uh, as long as they can withhold the holding penalties that has kind of set him back, yeah. uh, I see a, I see a big game this week for him. Um, Sunday night football, we got Kansas City at the uh, the Death Star out in Las Vegas, the Raiders. Kansas City revenges the their one loss. I'm actually going to go for the upset on this one. I know they say wow. Um, I know they say it's hard to beat a good team twice, but I think I think John Gruden has has Patrick Mahomes' number. They're going to keep the score low, so I I got the Raiders winning by the skin, and I literally mean by the skin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna follow with Jerry. I, I think, I think that I, I can't see Patrick Mahomes letting that happen twice to him in one year. You're right, but I'm going with the upset on this one. Hey, trust me. This next game, I have, I probably am gonna go against both of you guys. So we're gonna see. Uh, the last game, Monday night. You froze again. Who's the game? You froze again, Chad. Rams at Tampa. Ooh. ooh. Tampa. Um, I'm taking the Rams. Like I said, I'm going against you guys because I, I know I know Marcus is going to see, you know, he doesn't like Tom Brady that much. But I, I definitely see after the Rams' big win uh, against Seattle two weeks ago, I see they bringing that energy down into Tampa and taking Tampa down. Oh. Shockingly, it's the first. I'm actually going to go with the Rams on this one. Yes. Wow. Yes. <laughs> you finally agreed to me. <laughs> I'm gonna actually go with the Rams on this one. Uh, like Chad said, they took down a Seattle's defense isn't tough, but Ru- it's Russell Wilson. Like that's not a team you can sleep on at any point in time with him on the team. They took him down. Uh, was no easy feat, but and Tom Brady has not looked the absolute best this year. Some people have him in MVP conversation for some reason. Oh no, I don't. I'm not. I'm not saying you do, Jerry. <laughs> no, I was agreeing with you is what I <laughs> Yeah, Tom Brady, definitely... Tom Brady, like Drew Brees has shown at some time, at some points in this year, has shown his age. Um, and Aaron Donald is still on that defense. Like, I, I, Tampa Bay's line is good, but Aaron Donald is a different beast. I think he gets to him a couple times, shakes him up, and I think the Rams take this one by a touchdown or more. Wow. Hey, I'm down My for My bold it. pick for the week. My bold pick for the week. There you go. Now, your, your bold pick is is the Raiders over Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> like that's, with that. that's your bold pick for the week, honestly. <laughs> no question. I mean, they've done it once. Why not do it again? I, I have faith in them. Again, have, you got you, you got to think, man, that, that first game, Andy Reid couldn't see out of his face shield. Uh, so now that Andy Reid is <laughs> the whole field, I think – I think 
Hey, wait, can we just before, – before we let you go, Jerry, I just want to pick up on one thing. I don't know if you guys saw it last week uh, with the Giants versus the Eagles, but did you see Daniel Jones run for a touchdown and not trip on his face? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. It was hilarious. Well, obviously it was more hilarious when he tripped on his face, but he's good for a turnover or so a game, Daniel Jones. Yeah. Yeah. But I was I was talking to a few friends uh, who are Giants fans, and I was like, "Look, man, I'm glad he finally redeemed himself." Yeah, he had. Well, I don't know if he redeemed himself, but he he scored. Yeah, he in the right direction and kept balance, so that's a good thing. That is good. Uh, Staying uh, upright is a good thing. All right, Jerry. As we do every show with every guest, we put them on the hot seat. It's a question we don't tell you about before the show. You got to come off the top of the head with it. You're a football guy. I'm going to switch it up. We're going to take it from basketball. I need oh, okay. top five quarterbacks of all time in order. Top five quarterbacks? Mm-hmm. All time in order. In order. You Okay. Maybe I misheard the question originally. Did Did you say basketball? No. Most of our hot seats are basketball-related. We usually yeah. ask for your all-time starting five with a six-man coming off the bench. Uh, but Thank you. you do, for yes, that. Yeah, with, <laughs> Uptake. I needed to know what that, what, what that was all about. Okay. Yeah. So with, with you being a football fan, maybe we'd like to get the fans, you know, to get your intake, uh, your take on your top five quarterbacks of all time. Top five quarterbacks of all time in uh, any specific order or just five? One no, in five. order. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So number one that I've ever – that I in the history of the uh, NFL, Johnny Unitas. Number two, Otto Graham. Number three, Dan Marino. Number four, Peyton Manning. Number five, John Elway. Oh wow! So so wow. you don't have so you, so you, so you have, don't have Joe. Joe so I say Joe Montana, Steve Young, Troy uh, nope. Aikman, Tom Brady, any of these guys. Roger Staubach, Terry Bradshaw, your own Steeler. <laughs> uh, I'm, I know. You, I'm going straight up on talent. Ta- so okay. I went. I, I went the talent route. Okay, so it's justifiable. It's a, okay. But wow, that's a that's a first. So so we so we so we gonna forget so we gonna forget about Randall Cunningham, Michael Vick. Uh, Wait, time out. Michael Vick don't need to be in the top five. Neither does Randall. I'm saying, neither does Randall Cunningham. <laughs> <laughs> hey, th- those guys were pretty talented back in their day. Uh, but I definitely, I definitely would have put Steve Young, I think, in that category as well. You know, he, yeah, you you have a good point, and Aaron Rodgers might belong in that conversation. Um, as well, but remember, it was a hot seat question, so I didn't have time oh, to I think know. about. Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> but um, but I, I I swear by my first two choices: Unitas and Graham. Oh, that's fantastic choices. Nothing wrong with that. You can't argue. No, nah, I, I say you definitely can't go wrong with Johnny Unitas at all. Yeah, especially if you're going the with the talent the talent route. So now now Jerry, just real quick, where would you where would you rank Joe Namath? Not near time. the top. Not near the top. Now, I know I'm injuries just, had a lot to do with his – oh, I'm sorry, Chad. Go ahead. No, you're good. I'm, I'm listening. I'm, I'm just curious. I know injuries had a lot to do with his, um, I guess, lack of returning to the Super Bowl. I don't know how you want to put that, but he won a, a big game against a huge, huge favorite. Um, you know, the, that was the biggest up – one of the big on that. But at the end of the day, I don't think he's top 25. I'm okay with that. I really am. Because, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people like to say that he, he, you know, he, he did what he did. And, you know, like, like you said, you know, injury did plague him heavy. Same thing with Joe Theismann mm-hmm. uh, and, like and, a lot of, and a lot of other greats that really, like, their, their careers got plagued by injury. And they couldn't be the best that they wanted to be, and that's that. You know, it's just there's just a lot of people that say that he's he's up there, but I I just wanted another take on it. Yeah, I I I'd be hard pressed to put him in my top twenty-five, maybe somewhere in between twenty and twenty-five, but I'm not thinking so. 
Chad, uh, Chad bringing up Joe Namath and his injuries made me think of this question. Uh, Jerry, I'm just curious. Any players uh, that got injured, that got their careers in, uh, ruined by injury, uh, you think would have been great if they would have just stayed healthy? Like, they could have been one of the all-time greats if they were healthy. Oh, 100% Terrell Davis. Ah. Yep. I agree. Terrell be- Davis would be in the conversation with Barry Sanders. Wow. That's a, that's a bold in the conver- In the conversation. Now, I'm not saying point. he would have been better, but <laughs> Terrell Davis was a monster. And if he had ever played more than five years, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm glad he is. Oh, yes. So that's the first guy that comes to mind. And I'm going to throw one out there. Um, we talked about this last episode, but uh, if, he, if he didn't have what happened to him, Sean Taylor. Yeah. Is, is yes. top. And, I can and, go and along with that. And that's, like, you know, it's not, like I said, it wasn't injury related, you know, rest in peace to Sean Taylor. That was a horrible thing that happened to him, but. You know, if he if that never happened, man, that is he is top five without a doubt. Yeah, I can go along with that for sure. Uh, somebody I think about when I uh, think of players that could have been great. Uh, somebody recently, actually, that was recently uh, that recently entered the league, uh, RG three. I think he was handled poorly in Washington. If he would have stayed healthy and put in a better situation, um, if he if they, he didn't, the bl- sky was the limit. Because if he, he didn't. Bl- it, good. I, I'm just saying, if he didn't blow his leg out on that fumble recovery, he he had a he had a huge huge chance to be successful. Yes, because he came. I agree. He came in the same time as Russell Wilson and Andrew Luck, and won Offensive Rookie of the Year over both. So that uh, can't can't disagree with any of that. That that is absolute. I I totally agree with you, Marcus, as far as how the, he was handled. Um, up there. Uh, well, it was, I guess it was against Seattle, if I remember right, but it was exactly. a, a playoff game. Yeah. Because he didn't he injure his knee week like 15 yeah, and they kept him in. It was like week 15 or week 16. He tweaked it, but they decided to keep him in. And that's what kind of ultimately. They were battling for the. And they led in, in, in a three game stretch. Mm-hmm. And that was what? That was that was jo- um, Jay Gruden, right? Yeah. Jacob. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I, I promise you, if he would have been in a better situation, like if RG3 would have ended up in Indy, and I'm not putting – I'm not wishing that Andrew Luck would have went to the now Washington football team. Uh, I'm not wishing that on him, but I'm just saying if Indianapolis would have picked up RG3 instead, the league would be entire. the landscape of the league would be entirely different, and then RG3 himself would have been a, a sight to see on the field. So, yep. Can't disagree. Nope, not at all. Well, I do believe that is all the time that we have for tonight. Yeah, we. I'm pretty sure we all have to work in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Yes, we do. Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you for coming on, Jerry. Uh, Do you want to tell the listeners where they can find you at on all the platforms? I'd be happy to, but I, I want to thank you guys for having me on before I do so. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I can be found on uh, all platforms that you can download or upload podcasts, uh, primarily, obviously, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter if you want, um, at FFKnowItAll. And I look forward to the interaction. Um, it, it's all about giving each other crap basically (laughs) because i'm going to be wrong about a lot of the things i say i give a lot of hot takes so i dish it out and i want to take it (laughs) well you're you're more than welcome to come back on the show anytime you are you are our go-to guy for fantasy help (laughs) you've uh, done the invite well thank you i appreciate that um you guys will have to let well you'll have to let me know chad how you do with uh Taysom hill in your lineup i'm interested yeah i definitely will i'm definitely excited my season is a lost cause. I'm two and eight. Like the yeah, but you can make you can make life miserable for other people. I feel like the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Oh man, it's Chad. Where can the people find you at? Man? Um, first off, again, thank you, Jerry. This has been a pleasure uh, having you on here. And like Marcus said, you are always welcome here. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter. It's just 
static, but it's a Z instead of an S. Um, and you guys can find me on Instagram at cjenkins05. Um, how about you, Marcus? Where can everybody find you at? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Brother Mar. You can find our show on Facebook at the Elite Sports Podcast. You can find our show on Instagram at the Elite Sport Pod. Our YouTube channel is up. Uh, there have been delays in uh, episode uploading, but I'm working on it. Working on us. I got two kids. So be, be patient. <laughs> but again, we all have lives. We do this because yeah. we we have fun. So yeah. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Again, Jerry, thank you so much for coming through. Again, my man, you are welcome anytime on the show. And one day we'll come on to come on to fantasy football, and we'll probably give out bad advice, but we'll come on just social support. Oh no, you guys are definitely welcome. <laughs> I haven't set up guests yet, so probably not until next season. But maybe sometime around the draft, we could do something the three of us. Oh no, no doubt. I will. I will revive my team. <laughs> Jerry's help. <laughs> it's never too late. Four and six. You play 13 games, right? You win your next three games. You're seven and six. You sneak into the playoffs. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. We'll make it happen. Hey, I look forward to it, man. Again, Jerry, it was great. To all your viewers out there, always remember, be nice to your friends. Be nice to your family. You know, tell somebody you love them. It's all about peace, love, and positivity um, going in the world further. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks again for having me, guys. It's been a pleasure. Oh, yeah. You have been listening to The Elite. I've been Mark G, Chad, I guess Jerry. Y'all stay safe. Spread the peace. We out. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, sorry to keep you waiting. I was lost in the world. I had to get my mind right and ready for the limelight.